This is the Beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente, along with my co-host, the Mouth of the South, John Schiavone. This is a very special edition of Downtown Sports brought to you by Digital Market Battles, the marketing agency that helps your business fill their pipeline with high-valued leads. They will meet your conversion goal no matter what. Just head on over to digitalmarketbattles.com or call 1-800-811-4095 to schedule a discovery call today. I'm the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. That was the beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente. We are downtown sports. This is where sports come home. And, well, we have a house guest today. Now, let me just explain to all of the listenership about this young man. Um, Beast of the East met him back when he was in college with him, did radio with him. He then came on our Brooklyn College edition of the Downtown Sports Show and promptly made me hate his stinking guts. So for years, I didn't want to talk to this man until he called me asking for my help to um, take wrestlers around when he was working for MLW. Yes, we're going to get into the intro of who this man is in about a second. He uh, had me drive around the likes of Jake Hager, who is now in AEW, guys like Loki, guys like Colonel Parker from the old WCW. And then I got a phone call from him and I spoke to him about possibly working with the A7FL. I am now their statistician, thanks to this man. So what I wanted to do was bring him on so he could let you know about all the crazy stuff he does. He's in charge of about five different things. Catalyst Wrestling, a YouTube channel where he talks MMA and does live commentary on MMA fights. He is the producer of A7FL Football and I believe the owner and operator of Catalyst, if I'm not mistaken. And he's coming out with a new YouTube channel called Yelling. This man does everything. Ladies and gentlemen, you might know him as Shapiro. We know him as Matthew Ryan. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Shapiro died tragically in a unicycle accident about two years ago. But uh, yeah, the rest of that tracks. Hey, gentlemen, uh, good to be talking with you. You said young man up top. And I'm like, technically, he's right. But I, the way I'm feeling right now, I'm feeling somewhere in between 46 and 922. Oh, so yeah, we're about there. <laughs> we're about so there. So let's just let's just dive right in real quick. You just got 4.4 million freaking <laughs> views on Sunday for the biggest joke fight in the history of fights. And from the highlights that I saw, it ended up not being so jokey because, you know, Logan Paul being almost twice the size of Floyd Mayweather made that into somewhat of a watchable event as a sport, but a lot of people booed at the end of it. So first off, I guess the question is, how does it feel to get 4.4 million views? And how did it feel to get 4.4 million views because of Logan Paul? Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody on my team over at Combat Culture. I want to thank Shaq. I want to thank Brendan. I want to thank Steph. Uh, Stephanie Sotili, our moderator in the chat. She had a yeoman's work on Sunday night, having to deal with the deluge of psychopaths that we had uh, on our team uh, that were in the chat with us, uh, watching along, uh, just the level of chaos, the amount of sniping we got. So shout out to Steph. She deserves workman's comp for that. But you know, I, I did a video for this on yelling. We all knew what this was. We all knew what Mayweather Paul was going to be. We knew it was a work going into it. Floyd Mayweather held Logan Paul literally up at one point after he pinyotted him. 
uh, with a right hook. So in terms of everything going on with that fight, if you're mad that that fight ended up exactly the way everybody knew that fight was going to, you, you're working yourself. You pissed yourself off. You worked yourself into a shoot. So congratulations. You've done what wrestling has been marketing you to do for nearly a century. Uh, so congratulations. Also, did people just not look at the rules? Yeah. It said specifically no judges, no official decision. This will not count on anybody's record unless there's a knockout which is why Logan Paul got held up and um, he Floyd Mayweather did his best Mo Sislak and fan manned him out of danger very quickly on Sunday night. Talking with Matt Ryan of Catalyst Wrestling, I wanted to ask about the aftermath of the Floyd Mayweather-Paul fight. Did this more of help or hurt both of the, both or one of these two? Because it seems like you know Mayweather said a lot of good things about Paul, said he was better than I thought he was. And- you know, Mayweather's already a very accomplished fighter. Did he really need this fight? What were your th- What are your kind of thoughts on at the end result of this fight? Did this help with the other or kind of hurt one another? No, it helped their bank accounts. It helped their prestige. It helped their ability to cross over in other markets. Now, look at this from a 360 view. Mm-hmm. Boxing skews much older and much whiter. Mm-hmm. Boxing is a blue-collar sport. A lot of the fans of boxing are blue-collar people. So you're losing younger and younger viewers, people who don't outside of nationalistic tendencies like a Canelo Alvarez or a Chocolatito or a Manny Pacquiao. You're really not getting that next generation of boxing fan. That next generation of boxing fans, someone watching Logan Paul and Jake Paul, on YouTube, they're TikTokers. They're people that are much younger, have disposable income via their parents. And will ha- and will pay fifty bucks for a pay per view because they will goad their parents in doing it. So you need to look at it from a targeted marketing approach as a really smart move because it crashed Showtime servers. The amount of people trying to get on that, trying to watch that fight, trying to be a part of it, trying to witness this cultural car crash, all at the same time. It did great things for all sides. It did a great job for Showtime, even though their PR is going to be. Bumble fu- bubble for the next six months because of that. CBS is going to have to buy a ton of server space to survive that for the Logan Paul Tyron Woodley fight, which may be a bigger, if not as big event in August. You, you take a look at it from all these perspectives. It doesn't hurt Floyd Mayweather at all. He fought a guy named Tenshin Nasukawa a couple of years ago for Ryzen in Japan. I don't think you guys would have heard about it unless I told you about it. He fought this young kickboxer, same exhibition, same style of rules. The kid quit. His corner quit in the third round because he was embarrassed. I, 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 You'll be surprised. I didn't know the exact event that you just said. I remember seeing a YouTube video of Floyd Mayweather fighting a kickboxer and the kickboxer quitting. So that that was so that's what that was. Yep, it was Tension Nasakawa and Ryzen is actually on my list all over at Yelling right now. The ten fights that are a worse I, that were a worse idea than Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather that is high on the list, but is not number one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like people need to stop complaining about things they already know is going to happen. Yeah, tequila tastes bad, but it makes you feel good. So why are you complaining about it tasting bad if you're willingly drinking it? Like, it's it's insipid to me. It's outrage for the sake of outrage, which in the internet age is a Tuesday. Uh, so we can't really be too nonplussed about 
people being stupid, but we have to come to realize at some point, hot takes need to be punished in our society. We need people that are to, who proliferate bad takes about sports and American culture and culture at large, uh, take them to task for being jackasses. Yeah, and I'm the only one who should be able to give a hot take because I'm the mouth of the South and what I say goes. But here's the next question I have for you. You are the owner and operator of Catalyst Wrestling, I believe, or, or along with a bunch of other people. This is a wrestling promotion that you had that has changed names once or twice over the past uh, few years. You've now stuck on Catalyst. You're now on Fight TV. And you've had wrestlers like Homicide run through your program. I believe you've worked with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in the past before. Tell us about this interesting journey you've taken with Catalyst Wrestling. Well, Catalyst Wrestling started as an idea of bringing back studio wrestling but in a more modern form. And that's obviously evolved over the years. We consider ourselves the DIY bastard child of early Ring of Honor, ECW, Memphis, and Mid-South Wrestling. We predicate ourselves on storytelling and delivering opportunities for talent that they may not get in other places. And I'm not saying bigger opportunities, I'm saying unique opportunities. The way we look at wrestling, the way we look at storytelling, the way we look at television is a more traditional television style than you would see from other independent promotions. And it's, you know, we're trying to give these talent a voice, not only in the ring, but outside the ring. And we've been able to accomplish a lot in a short period of time. Uh, our distribution continues to be robust. You guys have worked with us as advertising partners before, and you know that this audience is continuing to grow. It's continuing to find its voice and it's find its reach. And it's, it's not like Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill. We have seen many different views and we continue to climb different mountains. For Catalyst Wrestling, the goal is always presenting the best possible athletes in the best possible situations to make their notoriety and our notoriety grow and also to put on some good wrestling. Like we are living in such a blessed time as professional wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. Take a look at the landscape. For $10, you get the entire history of pro wrestling and The Office. You've got AEW burgeoning on Turner-owned properties. We have wrestling on TBS again starting in January. That's pretty cool. You have Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and MLW thriving, uh, doing their own style of wrestling. You have the independency and what GCW has been able to do for independent wrestling is really hard to look past. You can't really look past it. What Beyond Wrestling has done for over a decade, what C4 in Canada has done to put shine on talents that weren't able to get across the border pre-pandemic guys like speedball mike bailey um you know take a look at some of the people that have come through catalyst mjf sunny kiss uh nyla rose who is an undeniable superstar the same thing with sunny and definitely the same thing for max and then you know anthony bowens who we knew as soon as he became a member of our roster, his time with us was limited. Now we've got guys like Homicide, who's our lead agent, teaching the next generation of pro wrestlers the true secrets of the sport. We have Colby Carino, who's our champion, who just debuted for the NWA. Uh, we've got Black G's, who is a solidified legend on the independent scene. We've got Jordan Oliver, Casey Navarro. If you've not seen Casey Navarro's feud with Steve Gibke, do yourself a favor. Look up those matches that we've had over the past year, and you'll be astonished at how great those matches are in our tag division. 
Wrecking Ball, Ligurski, and Lucky 13, our current tag team champions, Hot Boys International, managed by Bobby Orlando, the rep, the Carter group with O'Shea Edwards and Darius Carter, two guys who deserve to be on international television every single week, managed by the righteous right hand, Ron Starr. Those guys know how to put on a show, and there are some things in the works that I can't talk about. Um, but I've already been agreed to that are some of the more interesting story paths we can take as a company that not only honor history, but also kind of bring a new level to the game in terms of how you can make a heel. Wanted to bring uh, this very cool point up. We'll talk with Matt Ryan, Catalyst Wrestling. Seeing how Catalyst has really started to emerge and talked about some of these talents that went to All Elite Wrestling has there been talk of maybe AEW, maybe NWA, et cetera, doing some kind of cross-promotion brand, like a cross-promotion? Maybe like, hey, we might see some of the talent from Catalyst crossover onto television on AEW, maybe onto NWA. Has there been any rumblings? Well, we've had, we've had that happen already. Like the world, pro wrestling, the forbidden doors kicked wide open. So, you know... Our star, we you know, our stars aren't under contract. They're independent contractors. They're pro wrestlers. They go to where the opportunities are and where they can not only provide for their family but live their dreams as professional wrestlers. We've seen JD Drake debut mm-hmm. for AEW. Colby Carino's wrestled for NWA. Uh, he just debuted. I think he'll be on NWA Power by the time this episode airs. Uh, there's so many guys like uh, the Jersey Muscle Society. Casey Navarro's appeared on AEW and Impact. So the, you know, people are seeing our talent and picking them up and it's not just because of us, but it's because of how good they are and the opportunities provided to them from a ton of different wrestling companies. We are one of many cogs in the wheel, but we may be the squeakier cog sometimes. We may be the most quietest cog sometimes, but it's hard for me to say it with my chest. Like, yeah, we're the next ECW. We're going to take over the industry. No, no, we're, we're putting on the best possible wrestling show we can put on every single week. We are giving talent a platform that they deserve. And we're trying to make sure that the next generation of professional wrestling is better across the board, better than we left it in terms of how product is made, how talent is produced, how content is created. We are living in a golden age of content and a golden age of production and to put that forward during a time where pro wrestling right now, you know, in 2020, we were all at a loss of what was going to be the future. We didn't know what the normal was going to be. And it seems like we're getting back to where we were in 2019, but who's to say that that's going to be the norm. We don't know how these things are changing. And it was, you know, we took a chance to basically create a death island. And we did side out and we had our tournament for a few months. It ran almost uh, about eight months uh, from start to finish. But we, I can say that during this time, we created some of the best content in our company's history because we were forced to be innovative. We were forced to modify our workflow, our process. We were taping sometimes 12 matches in one day, uh, producing promos, doing basically all the legwork at one in one shot, uh, we've refined that significantly over the time we've you know <laughs> grown since our first tapings back in July and August. But it has afforded us to do some unique things. 
talking with Matt Ryan. Now, I'm not going to identify him as the owner-operator of Catalyst Wrestling right now. I'm going to identify him as the producer of A7FL Football right now because that's where we're going to go to next. Um, I, being the statistician of A7FL, know what this game is about. This is literally... I've probably seen more exciting plays on an A7 NFL field than I've ever seen on an NFL field. And that's, that's just on a regular Sunday. So talk about A7 NFL, talk about how you got into producing this whole, this whole semi-pro football league. And where do you think it's going to go? Well, the, it started because I work in combat sports media and I had mutual friends with David Isaacs. Uh, who is a board member of the A7FL, and they were looking to promote the brand. And we ended up on the phone for about two hours talking about my opinion of football and my view on football. Uh, A 13-page thesis later, uh, I came aboard as the play-by-play announcer uh, for the 2019 season. And then 2020, during the pandemic, took a break. And my... I love hosting. I love creating content as a, as a maker, as a face of a brand, but I am a producer at heart. Uh, I started as a producer, started as a, you know, a, a mind of building shows. I was producing multiple podcasts and radio shows at one point in my life. So taking what I've learned at Catalyst, Ring of Honor, MLW, different port, you know, different ports I've harbored in, uh, over my 13-year career, I came to the A7FL as a producer, uh, adding structure to the program, adding a bit of a rhythm, trying to deliver a cadence and a voice to the broadcast, working with talent like Jack Bartek, LJ Smith, Corey Hammond, uh, bringing in people like Stephen DeNano, who is a brilliant producer, a really talented, hardworking dude, um, and trying to prevent pre- present the best possible version of American sevens football. Uh, If you've never seen the a seven FL before, I would suggest going onto YouTube or going to fight TV and checking it out. The season pass is only 40 bucks. You get the entire season and the playoffs. Oh yeah. Uh, By the way, just letting you guys know, um, if you get the fight TV and you're watching those games, those stats are me. It's mouth. I'm writing those stats for you. I'm keeping them for you. So if you're a fan of downtown sports, you better go be a fan of A7FL. Continue, Mr. Ryan. Indeed. Good cheap plug. Uh, when And then, you know, we're putting together this stuff. We're on fight. We have a big thing that they're going to be announcing soon. Uh, if you've missed any of the 2021 games. And... The, the league is simple. It's seven on seven football uh, goes from the 35, the goes 35 yards across the field, a hundred yards from end zone to end zone, but the field is cut off because it's seven on seven. There's no kicking in the a seven FL. So no punting, no kicking, all extra points are through a one or two point conversion. And then we have the most exciting play in football, the three on one. Imagine if you're a hockey fan and you see a three on one fast break, but it's reversed. Imagine Dante Hall only having to go up against three defenders for a second and how exciting and how interesting a play like that could be. You've got a player like Ashante Worthy, a.k.a. Hollywood, who is a danger on the field as a wide receiver. But when you put him in a three-on-one situation, lock your door, lock your windows, close your doors. It ain't safe no more because he's going to find a way to that end zone and he will, he will let, he will drag you with him into the end zone. 
every Didn't week. three plays a- two weeks ago, like at least three returns for touchdowns yeah. two weeks ago. And then on top of that, you have just the the Patterson, you and Trenton BIC offensive. It, they're Ooh. some of the most dynamic plays. If you want to see NFL street turned into a real sport, this is the a seven NFL. If you want it, the and one mixtape for football, this is the A7 NFL. Ex-NFL players, ex-college standouts. Sterry Codrington, the quarterback for the BIC, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, was a Division I player. Uh, Anthony DiMarsico from the Savage was, I believe, a quarterback at Rutgers. There's a lot of talented players across this league, and you guys need to give it an opportunity. Give it a chance. Give it a watch. Buy the ticket. Take the ride and embrace the A7 NFL because it's also a safer version of football. No helmets, no pads. And you're thinking, wait a minute, no helmets, no pads. That means everybody's dying. No, because people are leading with their heads less, less head-on-head collisions, no head-on-head collisions, all focused on rap tackling. People keep talking about people in the NFL don't know how to tackle anymore because they're comfortable leading with their heads because they're basically wearing a knight's armor on their head and shoulders. And I think, you know, the science backs this up. It is a safer version of football. Uh, It's a little rowdier than traditional NFL football, but nothing wrong with having a good old time. So what's going to be the difference in how AS7FL is played to NFL? So it's no, the players don't wear pads. So how is the the safety of this game insured to ensure we don't have a head injury or, or a concussion like they do in the NFL? Well, it's all rap tackling, as I said. There's no leading with your head. Uh, no, uh, the three-on-one, there's no gunners. The kickoff returns are much safer. The way that we handle our throw-offs are safer. Uh, you have the opportunity here. It's a, less bodies on the field, too. Uh, direct snap from the quarterback, so it minimizes the line, minimizes that war in the trenches up front. Uh, and also it's a more, it's a more wide open game. So players are able to get wide open more. They're able to get, you know, the runs are a little more dynamic and it creates the opportunity for a little bit more of a broken play here and there, but it does make the game a lot safer. Watch a seven FL on fight TV. It's a good product. We are talking with Matt Ryan. He is now the owner and operator of the YouTube channel yelling. You see how I keep changing the tagline of what this guy does. It's because he does all of these things. (laughs) Now, the reason why I brought you on was because of yelling, because of yelling as a channel, at least in your first video, seems to have a little bit of a correlation between what you do there and what we do here on downtown sports, because one of the things that we're known for is our top tens. You released that list, like you mentioned before, the top 10 fights that were made less sense than Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Um, talk about the YouTube channel yelling. Let us know what that's going to be about. And are we going to get more top tens like that from you guys? Uh, you know, in terms of content, it's whatever I want. It's my channel. Uh, and it's whatever people want. If you follow us on Twitter at we are yelling or follow me personally on Twitter at M Ryan consulting, uh, you'll know, you know, let us know what you want to see. Uh, basically yelling is my view of the sports world, along with a little help from my friends. We're going to be taking the idea of a sports talk show. I grew up on sports radio. You guys obviously grew up on sports talk radio. So I have an affinity for it. I have a passion for it. I was in sports talk radio a long time. I was in talk radio for way too long in my professional career. And so it keeps pulling me back in. 
Uh, this show is going to be my love letter to sports, but I'm going to be a brat about it the entire time. Uh, we're going to have guests. We're going to have sketches. We're going to have puppets where we have a TV deal. Uh, so we'll be airing yelling on actual television. If you have a Samsung TV, uh, you'll be able to watch yelling beginning Bobby Bonilla day. Uh, that's July 1st for you plebeians out there. Uh, and it'll be a weird, if Conan had a sports show, this would probably be what this is. Mm. Should be very interesting. And I, Really look forward to seeing how this channel and everything you have is going to really take off. And I think that's the very unique quality about it. It's just the direction we are he- that it's heading. And the other thing about it is this. I've noticed this because Downtown Sports is a podcast that started because of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Everybody had to come home. People were either sick with COVID or sent home from work. All this other stuff. Um And I believe stuff like Catalyst, stuff like A7FL blowing up, stuff like Downtown Sports blowing up, this new show yelling. I think this was all birthed from a bunch of creatives having to sit and stay home and having nothing else to do and finally saying to ourselves, hmm, we actually had dreams when we started this industry, right? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. uh, It's basically... (laughs) Uh, the, the biggest thing that I came up with during the pandemic hasn't even un- revealed itself yet. Cause that's still a gigantic work in progress, but it, it came out of that. It also came out of the fact that I really love doing my show for Vox, uh, SB nation. Um, the, you talked about 4.4 million people last on Sunday night. Uh, I am the host of Combat Culture's live streams for UFC pay-per-view events and also freak fights. And Sunday we had a freak fight. Uh, I love talking about sports. I love calling sports. I love presenting my unique take on play-by-play commentary in sports because it's it's very traditional, but there are a lot of love, very easy jokes that I make. I like to swear. I like to poke fun at things. I like to go after people in the chat. I love embracing people in the chat. We raised, we've raised hundreds of dollars for No Kid Hungry. We've raised money uh, for a variety of charities. I've taken my own money and donate, donated it because we've reached certain goals in Super Chats because I have an opportunity to have thousands of people and now millions of people watching me yell at my television, talking to you now from my set, um, my lights and my cameras aren't up because I look like a train accident, but I'm sitting at a dining table in my dining chair and all I do is watch what's on the TV and then BS with my buddies. And that's the dream. Like that's, that's what I've wanted to do in some form or fashion since I was 10 years old. Uh, that's why I got into radio and all these other things are happy accidents. Catalyst wrestling, uh, my work across the board in my professional career have all been happy accidents because I decided to take that chance and try to bet on myself. Uh, hold on one second. Hey, friend, I'm in the middle of a podcast interview. Can I call you back in like five minutes? Bye. Just just the co-founder of UFC giving me a call, just letting me know how, just Sweet. seeing how I'm doing. Yeah, uh, awesome. 
I don't mean to flex. I'm just I'm just tired. It's like, okay. It's okay. I, we flex Ian Eagle and Kenny Albert all the time. We we do nothing but oh, flex Kenny's here on downtown. Dude. I love I love Kenny Albert. Uh, when I, I call him Uncle Bloomberg, Kenny now. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was at Bloomberg Radio, uh, I would be fortunate enough or draw the short straw, depending upon how you view working uh, in re- being a board op. Uh, I would be the technical producer for a few Ranger games. And by that, I mean, I played the commercials and cued the talent. That's pretty much the entirety of the job and made sure we stayed on the air. Uh, And I got to work with Kenny a few times, hearing my name mentioned during a Rangers broadcast by Don LaGreca and Kenny Albert is one of the weirder thrills of my life. Um, You know, I'm a gigantic New York Rangers fan. Marv Albert is one of my favorite broadcasters. Kenny Albert is one of my favorite broadcasters. So having that as a part of my my life and my career is a real high point. But Kenny's just a good dude. He's a cool dude. And I'm really... I'm glad he got he he did your show, and I'm glad that he's multiple times him. actually. I think how many times is it? Be? Three. We're hoping to try to get him again for a fourth time before we uh, let you go, Matt. Uh, I just want you to let our listeners and viewers know where all your content can be seen for A7FL for yelling. Where can where can our viewers listeners all hear it and see it? Who uh so Catalyst Wrestling you can watch every single Wednesday night at 7:30 p.m. on Fight that's F Y T E and you can also find it if you're in the Houston and Lucerne Valley California uh, markets on the New Dumont Network in Houston and on KVVB uh look use your local information for times and availabilities we're also on the Fight Network across Canada across the United States and also in the UAE Abu Dhabi uh, I believe Qatar. Uh, various other parts of the UAE and MENA region. Uh, so pretty cool, pretty cool. But you can watch it every Wednesday on Fight TV. But if you want the full uncensored version, you go over to Gas Digital, sign up for Gas Digital, use the code CATALYST for a free 30-day trial. And we are on Saturdays at 11, bringing back that Saturday morning wrestling on Gas Digital, Gas Digital Network. Uh, do them a Google, home of Legion of Skanks, uh, Michael Bisping's podcast, and us. Uh, you can watch the A7FL every Sunday, well, most Sundays uh, with the game of the week starting at 1.30 p.m. on Fight. For more information on that, go to Fight TV. Click the football button. And uh, if not, if you have the Fight app, click the football button and then buy our package. Uh, yelling, you can subscribe to now on YouTube by searching Yelling or by following us on Twitter at We Are Yelling. Uh, this Saturday night, I will be doing live play-by-play commentary alongside Brendan Sokler and Shaquille Majori for UFC 263 for youtube.com slash combat culture. And you can follow me at M Ryan consulting on Twitter. Uh, that is M Ryan consulting on Twitter. And I will be doing a gambling show this Thursday, uh, for S sports book review, go to youtube.com slash SBR forum. It'll be myself, Lee Martin and Dave Mannion as we break down UFC 263. Beautiful. Matt Ryan, host of everything <laughs> involved in Incredible. not anything that... Basically, if it's fighting, he's involved in it. If it's semi-pro, he's involved in it. If it's Catalyst Wrestling, he owns it. And this guy is just... You know, he's got a phone call to get to with the uh, co-creator of UFC. So we got to let him go get to that one. Matt Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the show. 
We appreciate you, and we'll be talking to you again, hopefully, real soon. We listen and watch. Appreciate you, boys. Absolutely. That was Matt Ryan, Catalyst Radio, A7FL, YouTube channel, Yelling. Catalyst Wrestling. Catalyst Wrestling. Radio, uh, SB Radio. I'm sorry, because, you know, we have 8,000 things this man does. (laughs) He does a lot. (laughs) Matt Ryan, thank you so much. That is going to conclude our digital market battle special of Downtown Sports. I am the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente, along with my co-host, the Mountain South, John Schiavone. We can be heard on 13 different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Bullhorn, Podday, Listen Notes, and Podcast Addict. Rants, digital market battle specials, episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports home. I want to thank our researcher, Chris DeLarge. Our, that's, I'm sorry, our researcher is Tony Mainville. Our statistician is Chris DeLarge. And I want to welcome on the newest member of the Downtown Sports crew, our producer, Girl Friday, a.k.a. Tanya Williams. Welcome aboard. Twitter's about to be popping real, real soon. YouTube in four weeks. Four weeks for YouTube, ladies and gents. We're coming out with that. We're coming out with YouTube Live. Big things on downtown sports. But until then, on the mouth of the South, John Shaboni saying, we're out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.